Hi folks, quick plug before we start. Uh, the Tortoise Shack, as you probably know, has a lot of other podcasts on offer. Uh, Disturbing the Peace is a walk through the conversations, topics and subjects that we don't hear enough about and maybe that you, we need to, we need to have wider conversations about in our society. Uh, Rachel Needles, a terrific job and they drop every Friday morning. Caroline West, host of Glow West, uh, talks about sex, sexual health and sexual well-being and that is out every Monday morning. Um, check that out as well. Uh, Ewan McKenna is on his 10th episode of The Black Eye now, and his last one is was with Floyd Landis. Um, that's not just sports. Uh, he covers sports and news and politics in a way that is pretty unique to Ewan, let's tell the truth. Uh, of course, there's all, also the echo chamber and reboot. But what we're doing, we're trying to give people an alternative. Uh, it's costing us money. We're not exactly uh, uh this is not a way of making a living but uh, you know what a price of a cup of coffee can really help support these podcasts i know it's tough times out there but please head to patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack um, you get extras for it there are great live pods that we are doing and you have access to some of the guests that we get and you get to, you get to participate it is you know it's some of the best crack i've had since the lockdown started so you know patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack it's the price of a pint and it helps us keep going thank you i'm delighted to be joined on the line by tiana bartoletta three-time olympic uh, gold medalist three-time world champion writer uh yogi and for for the, for the benefit of our listeners um written some Two really great pieces in the last week um, in relation to the events that have took place in the U.S. It's been a terrible eye-opener for for things that have not gone away. I mean, I was only thinking it's 1991 when Rodney King was assaulted and brutally attacked. And we all thought, you know, the, as we moved into the early, uh, late late 2000s or the early 2000s, that, that this was the end of history. But all of this has resurfaced. Uh, Tiana, thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, I'm I'm going to kick us off first of all with the with the first piece you wrote was called the House Rules, um, and it kind of struck a chord um, when you know what we we tend to do in, in across the tortoise shack is we we are fairly left leaning and and you know progressive and hoping that we're looking for people and we always see injustice and we have to call it out. Do you want to give just give our listeners an idea of what, what you meant by when you said the house rules? Right. So the house rules is basically um, the rules of play in that specific place where you are. So it might not be the rules as the general public understand them. So if I went to your house and we played a game, your family probably developed some rules I have no idea about. And so house rules is basically America's house rules. It's like how to play this game. And in this country, change happens by participating in your government, by being uh, civically engaged. And so you need to be registered to vote. You have to vote in not just the presidential elections, but all of the smaller ones that feed into the system. And that's where the change has to come from. And so these are the house rules. Sure, protesting, demonstrations, all of that are important. All of it matters. But those aren't how you win this game because those aren't the rules uh, of engagement when it comes to change making in America on a legislative level. 
I've noticed you've been very keen on, on putting that forward that it's not just this is the this is the pitch you're playing on as we as we'd say if we're keeping in the in the in the yeah. sporting parlance and if you're playing on that pitch do you have to you have to try and and change bend it to to your will by doing it democratically uh, unfortunately um you have a president who currently seems hell bent on almost ignoring democratic norms uh, and you know uh, november 3rd seems an awful long way away at this stage but we'll have but as a someone who has pulled on the team usa running singlet like you must mm-hmm. how do you, how does the, the last couple of weeks make you feel in terms of looking at those through someone who's proud to represent america Oh, it's exhausting because um, there's almost like a double life that you have to live. You you understand that it's an honor and a privilege to wear that singlet and compete for your country. You can feel the solidarity behind you as people are cheering for you. Also, while fully understanding that there is a sizable population of people in your home country that don't care about you that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's very it's a very exhausting push and pull. And in time, and that's all the time. That's all the time. That's not even when things blow up like like yeah. they have now. And so I've I've noticed, like I was telling you earlier, I had a recovery week from training last week and did not recover because the anger that I had been internalizing in my body, the grief that I was feeling over the scenes that I'm seeing, didn't wasn't conducive to my body regenerating or healing itself. And so these are things that I want people to understand and look at when we do put that uniform on, how much strength that takes on so many levels to do it proudly and to show up as our best selves with this as home. I, I, I think, you know, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to think, how, to imagine the, the mental strength you have to have to know that when you pull on that jersey, that, that single, that you know that there are people who actively... You know, they may be shouting for you there, but out on the street, your 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 life is 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 it just it's, it's worth less. It's simple as that. Mm-hmm. And we we're seeing this pushback. And I know you wrote again about it in in your other other piece about uh, you know owning the moment, but about because I see it as well trending on Twitter. All lives matter, and that is that must be the most privileged um, comment of people to go. Well, all lives matter. It, it's it's the uh, it's the ultimate. And we'd call them, uh, you know, centrist dads. Maybe in Ireland, we we talk to people who want to, you know, who who don't want to engage with their own privilege and and actually and look at that. Do you find that even more draining? I'm going to start by saying that the statement is not untrue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of course. The point is that they matter differently to people, and that should not be acceptable in this world today, Hmm. that my life matters differently than another life because of my complexion. And so it's not exactly, it's not infuriating to see it, but it does earn an eye roll for me because it's kind of like, okay, let me walk you through this again. Hmm. Yes. All lives matter. Also, all lives are mattering differently. We are trying to shine a light on trying to get Black lives to matter the same as other lives. And when the time comes, it might have to be that we're fighting for an entirely different race to matter equally to all the other races. So it's not untrue, but it's just, it really is a dismissive reply Mm. right now. 
I, I, and I, the other, the other thing that I've noticed as well, and I, um, I'm viewing it from afar, and it's one of the oldest tricks in the book is this idea of when you start talking about Black Lives Matter and you know this is a movement, then they follow, then the follow on to this is obviously the talk of um, George Soros is running this, and you know that this, which has obviously got anti-Semitic um, undertones, but it's also very much laid in the basis of oh, by the way. Uh, black people couldn't do this on their own. They need this uh, puppeteer behind them as well, which is which is a scary thing as well. I, I find it just horrendous to see that we can reduce lives to this, you know, hierarchy. And when you see events like what happened with, uh, I, I couldn't bring myself to watch the full nine minute video. Um, and that's I, I'm I'm pretty soft when it when it comes when it comes to these things. But like when you watch something like that. Do you are you just surprised that that at the at that this is so normal, or just are grateful that we have a video now that we can show it's normal? Well, I watched Ahmad Arbery. Oh God, um, be shot on his run and murdered, and I knew I could not watch what happened to George Floyd. So I saw clips, but I was not able. I didn't do that to myself. Yeah. Um, part of me is grateful that there seems to be like the oversight of cameras but someone else mentioned that it's now become a, a bit like murder porn yeah. and that we're sharing uh this over and over and over and i guess like they say about the other it it often desensitizes you to just keep seeing these images over and over but at the same time had we not seen those videos had we not seen those uh, videos, we wouldn't be here either. Just on the Almond Aubrey case, I mean, I saw, you know, again, it was, I think I'm right in saying it was 11 weeks before anybody was even brought in and questioned until this video surfaced. And, you know, he was on a run and he was murdered by a, a man and his son. Um, and then I saw a, a, I don't know if you saw the parody kind of style video where a white guy went did, did something similar to show that uh, and he carried mm. a flat screen TV to show that uh, the reaction would be different because the, yeah. the defense uh, was that he could have been a burglar. You know, it, 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 right. it was, we've seen uh, you're in you're in the world of a- athletics now, and you know we've gone through all uh, the last ten weeks. Everybody sat at home on Sunday evening and watched the Jordan uh, the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and we all and Michael always got got criticised for not um, being political. Uh, albeit maybe he was he was much more political quite quietly behind the scenes, but there was always that famous uh, quote that was thrown at him that uh, that that about selling sneakers. Basically, sorry, I, I'm butchering mm-hmm. it. But nonetheless, do you feel empowered now that you see fellow athletes across the sports speaking out now and actually standing up and and actually in in wider civic society? Yeah, I, I think so. It is. It is a platform, and I'm not offended by someone not using their platform in that way. Mm-hmm. I prefer um, the, you know, I prefer being vocal to be combined with real action. And if you are not a person who's going to speak out, but you are acting, that's just as powerful, if not more so. And so, um, it is, it's encouraging, I would say. 
empowering i'm not so sure because it's it's definitely an individual decision and it's kind of scary and i'm pretty sure i've already been unfollowed a few times today <laughs> so <laughs> um, so it's it's one of those it's like you really have to take that into account and i've decided that it's worth that you know so i i try not to condemn anyone for not yet being there with mm. their platform and the work they've done with their their brand but to at least act i i i think you make a really good point that we we all have not a, you know everybody's on a part on a part of the journey whether they're whether they're in denial or not but ne- necessarily looking from afar you know we saw yesterday in in dublin thousands marching um in solidarity to the u.s embassy um and and we saw then was quite ironic was part, uh, people talking about kind of um, what I want to call is tone policing. You know, the 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 protest policing going to kind of like, and I and I just think of the generations of uh, African Americans and and, uh, and minorities who who've had, you know, oh, uh, why don't you protest like this? Why don't you protest like that? Um, and you can, and that's not to say, you know, that some you know acts of violence or that we're condoning any any things that are going on mm-hmm. in terms of criminal acts. However, you know, when when taking knee was considered a, an act of rebellion, it must we must be at a stage now where this this mass mobilization is is actually waking up the world, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, I want to be hopeful because uh, it's it's hard to be hopeful when you when you hear the pres when you read the president's tweets, um, but hopefully, it will actually actually re- reinvigorate a, a conversation about about privilege. Do you think that despite the, the the negativity coming from the president, that there is a better chance now for democratic resolutions to reassert themselves? I I think he served to bring a lot of things glaringly to the surface. And it is a lot harder uh, to act like you don't see anything. It's a lot harder. And I think because that's the case, uh, this, this does feel like the time where, where big shifts can happen because now none of us can really rest, um, on, oh, it's not so bad, mm. you know, or, or like it's not happening to me. Like it's glaringly obvious what is right and wrong right now. And I think that's going to be a helpful tool. You made a point in one of your pieces, and it's it's something that strikes a chord with me. Where people go, um, you know, well, I'm not a racist, um, as if that's enough. Um, do you want to explain how the difference between being saying I'm not a racist and being anti-racist? Yeah, it's just it's basically it's just it's just absolving yourself of responsibility to stop it in its tracks elsewhere. So. It basically saying because I'm not racist, that's enough. And because racism does exist, that means that you're no longer actively working to do anything about anyone else's racism or rules that are uh, systematically or institutionally racist. And that's not enough anymore because there are a lot of us who are not racist. And look, look around, look, look what's happened. Clearly that's not a sufficient response or a significant contribution to a solution for our problems all around the world. Absolutely. I I want to echo that, that it's not enough to be a bystander. 
um, and just say my hands are clean. Um, but you also led on then to say that it's important that, you know, that there are, uh, there are a lot of lower level Senate and, and, and seats that are up for grabs. And if people don't get out and vote, that you can't switch switch those. I would, I would say, and again, it's, it's. This is me, me talking, definitely not you. But uh, my concern of of uh, of knowing that the alternative in in November is going to be um, Joe Biden. I'm kind of hoping that Joe Biden is led more by the party than the Joe Biden of of, of the last few years. Because when you hear a comment like what he, he said was it to, to Charlemagne the God, where he said you had, he said if you if you ain't if you ain't voting for Biden, you ain't black. Um, wasn't exactly the most uh, encouraging sentence from a president to be. It was a terrible soundbite for sure. Um, but most of the, not I won't say most, but when I talked to my family about this, hmm. my dad was kind of like, yeah, the man has a point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like, you don't want to be it very much the reaction of people close to me were like, yeah, he shouldn't have said that. The news is going to have a field day with that one. That's not going to age well. But he has a point. And I only say that because just just yesterday, um, a black follower of mine said, before you use your vote for change, maybe consider how you can personally benefit from this current administration staying in power. Wow. So he asked me to consider how I would personally benefit, not how my community would benefit. And this is the type of thinking that will stagnate us. Because sure, I can vote for myself in terms of policies that benefit me better in a tax bracket or, you know, things like that. But what is that doing for my friends? What does that mean for my family? Yeah, I think so I find that unacceptable as well. Absolutely. I think um, the idea of uh, voting with your wallet rather than with your conscience is, uh, is, is you now again, we're, we're probably two, two people of a similar kind of, of mentality when it comes to that. So that's, that's, that's not well and good, but I understand that you can vote for selfish reasons. But if you mm-hmm. can hold your nose and vote for a man who has uh, used, he quoted a, a, a sheriff with his, uh, from, from the, the, the deep south when when it was when it was proper segregation with his phrase of you know when the looting starts the shooting starts he mm-hmm. he has mimicked um fascist dictators since he came into office and his initial his, his initial statement when he took office ec- had echoes of that those ugly sentiments of you know america first which was is it was a clan song you know that's what it was there there's yeah. you know so do is the pushback like? I mean, do you feel that the, that too much has been made of the tone policing of the protests, and do we need to actually understand that um, sometimes uh, doing what we kept doing, and again, because what you've written yourself, doing what we kept doing just isn't going to get it done again. Right. Um, I think there needs to be a clear separation between what is a protest and what is looting and violence Mm. because the latter is not acceptable to anyone. We all know that the people looting know that (laughs) and to hijack the entire conversation to, to talk about just focus on that thing is, is another injustice Mm. of this time. And so telling someone how to protest is, is stupid. Uh, I say, you know, protest, 
peacefully, legally, you know, um, don't, don't, don't commit any crimes and don't vandalize any buildings, you know, all of these things. Um, but also follow up that protest with action because protests are demonstrations and they raise awareness, but then everybody goes home. And then what? Then what? So I really, I don't care. So I don't care so much for the the tone police, mm. but I would definitely be a, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do next police? Like, okay, yeah. job, you were out there. What's next? Well, how, not what's the next demonstration are you, are, or protest, but what's the action Are you knocking step? on doors? Are you, are you organizing? <laughs> are you getting people to out to vote? Are you, are you moving? Are you, are you stepping up for others? I think you, yes. you, you said that beautifully and, you know, in, you know, we have to meet the moment. And I actually think on a, on a, on an actual, on a broad sense, the U.S. is facing a moment now. Uh, and it is yeah. quite uh, it's like it, there's no there's no question these are these are unbelievably un- unprecedented unprecedented times 100,000 dead americans from covid-19 mm-hmm. uh, terrible terrible badly handled pandemic by a bad by a by an administration that just doesn't give a damn by other anything other than holding on to power currently so there is a moment coming um and mm-hmm. you know, do is it is it fair though to 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 call on you know what we call in our the phrase we use the cult of civility that you know anger oh there's one of my favorite quotes is by a, a, a spoken word poet in in Ireland uh, who says um, in Ireland we care more about um, about good manners than we do about corruption so if you mm-hmm. uh, if you get angry and you use you use the f word they they go oh that that undermines all your argument. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you feel, especially as a member of the of the African American community, that you have to be cleaner than clean, uh, or your or your ta- or they just take out your? They say, well, your points are, oh, you you know, you got angry, you let yourself down. Yeah, that's very much, and that's very much in the forefront of my mind when I choose to speak up or post or make videos, um, because. That's the world I live in. I I can be easily written off as angry black woman. Mm. And one of my one of my posts, um, Wade in the Waters, uh, went over all of this like thoroughly, only for one of the first replies to be, "Yeah, but what about the looting?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just like so. You're waiting on my response to this question to decide if I have an opinion worth listening to. And that is, that is, that is infuriating. I'm less worried about it now because you can't please everyone. And I am angry, but I also am really good at using my anger for productive purposes hence the nine global medals i have <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing yourself at this like you're you're a phenomenal athlete uh, and you're you've and you and you are stronger than our listeners know you know you've got your you've got a history that, that we that we you, you spoke to you about previously and we you know you are one of the most resilient people i've ever spoken to so you know i really appreciate that but at the same time i also think about it in the wider sense of the u.s today and i and i and i look across and i think you know a couple of weeks ago um we we, we were speaking to uh sarah kenzier and she was made the point that 
she kind of called this as coming. You know, this was going, this, this, this was coming. And she made the point that, um, that even if uh, the the president Trump loses his uh, loses in, in November, he'll probably try to, to to say, "Oh well, look, you know, it was your votes were invalid." And there is voter suppression. There are you know messing around with 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 uh, with, the, with the borders. How are things in terms of you know are, are lockdowns starting to ease now, and are are these things starting, or is it all just gone? Does no one care anymore because of the events that have happened? Yeah, it's got it's gone to hell. Like, I don't even know what the rules are concerning the shelter-in-place orders that we were under here in the Bay Area. Um, imagine how mad people must be or how fed up people must be to go protest in the time of a pandemic, mm. shoulder-to-shoulder with people they don't know. Uh, they don't care anymore about that specific thing. I'm still like, hey, by the way, covid be careful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a, it's an incredible mess. The, the the last thing I want to ask you about is we've seen all lots of there's been so many videos shared, most of them very negative, like police shooting rubber bullets. We have a ter- terrible history in Ireland with rubber bullets and and uh, mm-hmm. the violence that happened. Um people died you know they are lethal they they're not just yeah. a, a deterrent they can be lethal weapons um but there's also been some other videos where we've seen the uh, a sheriff in flint uh, turn around and march with the with with protesters and join them how do you feel about those things when you see them? do you think that that it's you know can can the system can the system that has been set up for so long you know to to actually oppress in many ways you know you like uh, uh, one of my favorite human rights lawyers said that all that all her um all her work is is feminist work because ultimately uh, the systems she works with are patriarchal anyway they were set up by men mm-hmm. and they were set up by white men for the benefit of white men uh, and so you know way down the pecking order is, is are, are black people and then black women are, are even lower mm-hmm. do you think that those systems can be reformed or or do we need do you need absolute you know do we need change like huge change to systemic change i have to believe it can be reformed and we also need systemic change but it's going to require the oppressed the minorities and the majority coming together in a way to dismantle it slowly um piece by piece piece of legislation at a time, one senator at a time, one house of, you know, representative at a time, all of these little things have to happen. And this, this fight might not necessarily be um, won by my generation, but it's just something that absolutely has to happen. So yeah, I have to have hope that it can be changed. We have to participate in the system in that very like rigged system, so they say, uh, to even start to make these baby steps. And then over time, as we all know, baby steps lead to big steps. And then one day through all this struggle and all of this discomfort, we'll look back and be like, oh, we actually did cover some ground. And then we keep going. That's, that's all we can do. 
Tiana Bartoletta, I really appreciate you giving us your time. Um, I just said last, how how was the training going? You, you're still uh, you, the Olympics were cancelled, but but maybe this was uh, maybe this was a, a a good thing given everything else that's going on. Yes, I mean, I understand the disappointment of my peers who were you know training well and ready to go for this season, but I look at it as we have way more time to prepare. Maybe we can be in even better shape and more technically sound at that time. And honestly, I'm so grateful right now that we don't have to navigate that with COVID-19, with these racial tensions, because I'm, I feel like I'm running on empty on the emotional side. Mm. And I can't imagine having to have to pull that off this summer as well. I just say to listeners, do go check out Tiana's blog. The, the links are on the pod. It, um, her, I, her writing style has a lovely staccato to it that I really, mm-hmm. really, really enjoy. And you know, I think you know it's always great to get that perspective. And I appreciate you using your platform um, to speak out. It, it matters. It really does. Even, even sitting here in my little room in Dublin. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. I always enjoy it. Gentle reminder, folks, that these podcasts cannot be made without your support. We rely on you guys so much. We appreciate every cent that we get, but it helps keep these microphones going and getting these great conversations with people that you just don't hear anywhere else. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Tortoise Shack. Come on board. Help us out. Uh, thank you.